The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, uh, greetings. Happy to be here and be sitting here. I bike down from my home every morning, so it's a wonderful, little bit exhilarating bike down the hill and sitting down here to be with all of you is very comfortable and now becoming a familiar place to be in the morning. Thank you. There are times that um, there's a correspondence between the macrocosm and the microcosm. And some people make a lot to do about this. But one area where I find it useful is to see that uh, the wider ways in which we live our lives can be uh, correspond to or be represented by or, or epitomized by our relationship to breathing in meditation. Not always the case, and there are people for whom the breathe, there's much better objects for them to meditate with than the breathing. But it's a very classic uh, practice, uh, mindfulness of breathing and having breathing at the center. And I've been doing that now for my, pretty much my whole adult life. And um, I just love sitting down to be with my breathing. The, um, and so this way that the microcosm is represented in, uh, the, uh, kind of represents the macrocosm of our life uh, is one, one er- interesting area is um, uh, if the breathing is kind of the center of gravity for meditation. If nothing else is compelling, we come and stay with the breathing and develop both mindfulness and concentration there. That um, <clears throat> sooner or later, and the chances are it's going to be very soon, uh, especially when you first sit down, the mind will wander away and, and you'll kind of lose touch, uh, contact with the breathing and notice that your mind has drifted off and then begin again with the breathing. So that's a pretty common phenomena, very common uh, to be expected. Part of meditation is to working with that <coughs> that little process, this very little microcosm of the mind wandering away and then beginning again. So the, what I want to emphasize in this meditation <clears throat> is the care and attention to how you begin again with your breathing. That <clears throat> that is a little microcosm can be of how we relate to so many things in our life. So it would be very easy to have the mind wander off and since the, ta- the task is to stay with the breathing, when the mind wanders off is to berate oneself or to be upset or feel like I'm failed or not doing what I should have done and then to pounce back on the breath or jerk the mind back or maybe with an ever so slight kind of uh, maybe irritation come back to the breathing or disappointment that here again the mind wandered off. There's all these kind of little things and they could be my so teeny that's maybe in ordinary life or ordinary meditation we almost don't see it unless we pay attention to it. it especially if you've been meditating for a long time um, it's become so habitual how we begin again or start over, how we relate to the thinking mind, that we might not see there's a subtle traces of something that is a little bit of dukkha, a little bit of suffering, tension, little discomfort in what we do. 
And what I want to suggest for this meditation is that uh, one of the things we're developing in our life in general and also in our ethical life is resilience and the ability to see clearly what's happened but not to uh, be burdened with unnecessary beratement, self-criticism, unnecessary kind of uh, discouragement or, or aversion or all kind of, kind of creating or reinforcing a certain idea of self in what we do that might subtly or maybe grossly, coarsely, uh, cause harm in the world or be unfortunate what we said or not quite right. We feel not, not quite right what I said or what I did. And to have resilience with that means to, just like with the mind wandering off with the breathing, is to see it honestly and clearly, to learn from it, to grow from it, but not to do anything harmful to yourself in that process. And to have the resiliency to start again, to see clearly what's there, and then begin again in a kind of fresh way, but with ethical life, not forgetting about it, but but always coming back and stepping forward into the next moment. And so we can learn, begin to learn this, res- what I call resiliency, in, if we're careful about how we begin again, how we begin again. That to begin again in a way that is fresh, that is clear, that's not weighed down by any slightest little hint of criticism or disappointment or idea of failure or impatience or whatever it might be, but to have it be as simple as um, your hand uh, comes to kind of touch your other hand in a gentle, calm, relaxed way. The hands come back in touch with each other. So the awareness comes back in touch with the breathing. We recognize we wandered off and then we experiment. It's a learning a tr- learning a new habit, a new way of being with that whole little teeny little microcosm. And the suggestion I have for you is that microcosm will cultivate wonderful capacities in other areas of your life that it'll grow and that habit will spread and make a huge difference. So, um, so if you would like to take your meditation posture, And gently close your eyes. And then to begin with an attitude or approach that feels nourishing for you, feels supportive for you, feels moves you in the direction I'm talking about here, a freshness and openness without a lot of self or self-concern or impatience or idea of I should or obligation, whatever extra there might be. Just right away, experiment, adjust, look for that attitude of how to be here in meditation. to bring this kind of attention to your breathing. 
Some people like the idea of welcoming the breath. Or if welcoming is too complicated, allowing the breath to come to awareness as opposed to directing the mind to breathing. Opening the door of awareness so that breathing can arrive. Just be here in a very simple way. And your mind will be as it is. Maybe there's agitation, maybe it's calm. Perhaps having an attitude to how the mind is that is not so troubled by it, not adversarial towards anything. And whenever the mind wanders off in thought to acknowledge that, and then the real part of this meditation begins to begin again with the breathing. <clears throat> in a way that is peaceful, supportive, <clears throat> that is itself maybe an expression of freedom or ease or peace or care. So every time the mind wanders off, The heart of this meditation is how you begin again with your breathing.
Sometimes in meditation, we want to try experimenting. And one experiment is every time the mind wanders off, then you notice it. Experiment with different ways of beginning again. Until you find a way to begin again that you enjoy. that is supportive, then some way creates the inner landscape that then encourages you to stay present with the breathing. It feels good here. What old habits do you have to let go of or shift so that starting again is a kind of resiliency to overcome any ways in which you have weighed yourself down?
And then as we come to the end of this meditation, this microcosm of how we begin again with the breathing, or whatever our meditation object is, how can that be applied or understood in relationship to how we are present for other people? When someone shows up and is here in front of us, or they call us, or they send us an email, how is it that we can adjust our attention to include them? That we can learn from how we begin again and to include the breathing. How is it that in our encounters with others, we can shed some of the unnecessary weight that we have around self-consciousness or subtle aversion or even aggression or reluctance and patient fear anxiety, to begin again with this person so that how we show up and how we are with someone is enjoyable to ourselves, is nourishing for ourselves. And as we learn this art of being present for others in a way that is something we appreciate, something we value and look forward to, the way we are, chances are that that way of being is conducive to living an ethical life with them, is conducive to having care is conducive to having the aspiration or the goodwill expressed in the idea of may they be happy, may they be peaceful, may they have an inner life which feels safe and happy, peaceful, nourishing, And may it be today as you go about your life that for the encounters you have with others, whether in person, phone, email, or even just reading about someone else, a stranger on the street, see if you can experiment the same way you experimented with your breathing and show up for those people in a way that's beautiful, at least for yourself. May our contact and relationship to other people help create a better world for everyone.